Welcome to the Do What You Love podcast, a podcast with a mixture of personal development and career advice to help you reach your full potential. Now over to your host, Life Purpose Champion, Amanda Heal. Welcome to another episode of the Do What You Love podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Hill. Today, I'd like to talk to you about values. A study of 100 health workers showed that the more closely their personal values were aligned with those of their workplace, the less likely they were to burn out at work. Another review of 51 studies of more than 36,500 people showed there was a significant positive relationship between authenticity and well-being, regardless of age, gender, or the type of person they were. And in this paper, authenticity was talking about the awareness of your feelings and being able to live and share them appropriately or being true to yourself. I'm very honoured to have Jackie Lefebvre on the podcast today. Jackie is the director of Magma Effect. Jackie originally studied as a zoologist, but has an abiding interest in evolutionary biology and behaviour, and now specialises in working with human values to create insight for meaning and motivation. Welcome to the show, Jackie. Thank you very much, Amanda. It's a complete delight to be here. Thank you for the invitation. You're very welcome. I understand that the benefits that we're going to get from listening to this podcast are an increased understanding of what drives our behaviour and decision-making, practical suggestions as to where to spot our values or our personal values and where to look for them, and insights into the connections between personal values and well-being. But before we get into that, please do tell me how you went from zoologist to value specialist. <laughs> I know, it does seem like a rather strange journey, doesn't it? Well, I just love the natural world, have always loved the natural world. So when it came to trying to decide what to choose when going to university, zoology was a really natural choice for me. And I ended up in a particular field of zoology called behavioural ecology, which is really looking at animals in context and looking at them and seeing what they do and trying to understand why they do what they do. Now, animals, and actually I include human beings within this, are on one level very, very simple because we are all, all animals are setting out to do two things and do them in this order. First, to survive, and then secondarily, to thrive. Everything is in that direction. So it's all outcome focused, if you like. I ended up kind of getting into environmental education and environmental campaigning and communications. And then my why question turned to why do human beings do what they do then? When there is an abundance of information, and I'm talking back in the early 90s now, um, abundance of information showing that the world, natural world is under siege and there are serious problems. And if we keep on our current course, it will all just get worse. Why don't more people care? Why don't more people do more things about it? So I became very interested in the why of human behavior and 
got involved in managing a number of programs for long-term unemployed 18 to 24 year olds so young people who were a long way from the labor market and working with them and really listening very hard to their sense of what the world was and what their opportunity was in it I came to realize that actually we each live in a world of our own construction So the world they described was not a world that I recognised. So I would say to Bob from Southport, which is a town on the coast in England, you're really great. You've got great interpersonal skills. You are really polite. You're quick to problem solve. I reckon you could get this job. This job's a really great job. You could put you forward for this job. It's in Bootle, which is about a 20-minute train ride from where you live. And so he says to me, I can't apply for that. And I say, why? And he said, because the train is too expensive. And I said, but you'd be earning money. So you'd have wages. So the train wouldn't be a problem. No, the train is too expensive. I said, how much does a train ticket cost? He said, I don't know, but it is too expensive. Gosh. So he lived in a world where he was highly certain that this was a a belief for him. Mm that the train was unaffordable for someone like him living where he lived. And that then made his world really quite small Mm. because there were all sorts of things that then were not possibilities for him. So I started getting interested in underpinning beliefs and what they do to frame our sense of the world. And through that stumbled then into values because our values exist in a dynamic relationship with our underpinning beliefs. Mm -hmm. There are things about which we are highly certain and they make up our world. And then there are some things which we want to make an effort to have in our life. We'd rather have in our life than do without. And those are our values. They're kind of lifestyle preferences and priorities. So how do our values drive our behavior and decision-making then? Okay. So, We each live in a world that's made up of our beliefs and then based on our beliefs, if you imagine the beliefs are like the third of an iceberg and then the next chunk up is values, but that's all sitting underneath the water. It's all sitting in the unconscious, Mm -hmm. in the limbic system. Mm -hmm. And then the tip of the iceberg is what we do, behavior, what we do and how we do it. So the actions we undertake and the attitudes that we adopt when we are Mm -hmm. doing things right that's the visible bit and it's the unconscious stuff that's driving that so I'll give you a little example from um my children growing up so we went to visit my mother my Victoria was was kind of two and a half at this stage so my mother opened a packet of Jennifer cakes put them all on the plate so Victoria looked at them and just her eyes went wide because there's never an unlimited supply of Jaffa cakes in her own home <laughs> so she stuffed a whole Jaffa cake in her mouth picked up one in her left hand picked up one in her right hand and made ready to escape the room with her trophies <laughs> And my mother turned around to Victoria and said, you need to be careful. You eat too many, you'll end up looking like a Jaffa cake. (gasps) Poor Victoria looked at me, her eyes went wide, her face went white, and she put back both of the Jaffa cakes that she had in her hands, complete with melted chocolate (gasps) fingerprints on the top. And she went to take the one out of her mouth and I went, no, you eat that one. Eat that one, that one will be fine. Aww. So she had that one. And so for the next week, she was refusing biscuits because she didn't want to look like a Jaffa cake or a chocolate digestive or anything else. She wanted to stay looking like a Victoria. Mm. So looking like a Victoria was the thing that she valued. Mm. 
her belief was not actually we figured out after a little while because she turned around and she said daddy doesn't look like a jaffa cake no he doesn't he can eat a whole packet i went oh danny right okay that explains a lot um she said grandma lied so actually it wasn't that she ever really thought that she was going to turn into a jaffa cake it was that in her little two and a half year old world one of her high certainties was grandma doesn't fib ah so she believed my mother when she was told that she could turn into a Jaffa cake. She didn't mm-hmm. want to turn into a Jaffa cake. So she changed her behavior in alignment with her value of being a Victoria. Mm. Does that make sense? It does. It makes a lot of sense. This is happening for, for all of us. As mm-hmm. adults, we have underpinning beliefs mm-hmm. and we also have values, but they sit in our unconscious. And so most of the time we're completely unaware of them. Ah. But they do act to limit our choices Mm. and limit Mm. our opportunities. So everyone will be aware, I'm sure, the UK is now entering its fourth week of lockdown. Mm. And so there are a lot of people who are understandably limiting their thinking by all the things they cannot do. Mm. And all the time we take up the front of our mind with all the things we cannot do, we don't allow the space for all the things that we can do to mm. come in focus. Uh-huh. So all the focus on limiting beliefs kind mm. of shuts down our creative pathways. Whereas mm. if we can step back from all the things we perceive that we cannot do, mm. then we can start to notice the things that we, we can do. And it sounds so obvious, but if your head is totally focused on all the things you can't do so all the things that are in the way Hmm. it's really really hard for your unconscious which is where over 90 percent of the processing power of your brain sits Hmm. really hard for your unconscious to break through with alternative suggestions if the front of the mind the rational mind is completely focused on everything we can't do so you need to be careful. We all need to be careful what we choose to believe hmm. because without realizing it, we may be cutting our options down narrower than they need to be. Well, I've had to go through that as a speaker because all the speaking gigs have been cancelled. But I've had to do a bit of a, a change and go, well, I'm still speaking to people through my podcast. I can do more podcast episodes and more live videos on LinkedIn and and Facebook and speak to people that way or even virtual events. And I, there was a lot of uh, limiting beliefs and such that I had to get rid of to to do that. And incidentally, if anyone wants to listen to a podcast I did on limiting beliefs, that is episode 11 of the Do What You Love podcast, which came out last week. Now, Jackie had a great deal more really interesting things to say about values And I wanted to keep this podcast at a manageable level, so I decided to split the podcast into two. So you will get part two of this podcast next week. Now, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Do What You Love podcast. Until next time, have a great day and do what you love. You've been listening to the Do What You Love podcast with Amanda Heal. Feeling unfulfilled and frustrated and unclear what to do next? 
access Amanda's Are You Living Out Your Purpose quiz and resources to get you started on your journey to doing what you love at www.purposevisionfuture.com. That's purposevisionfuture.com.